Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey. The state legislature yesterday voted down a proposed map for New York's 26 congressional districts that was drawn by a bipartisan panel. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that the action clears the way for Democrats, who overwhelmingly control both houses in Albany, to enact a different map that could give the party better odds at gaining seats in elections this fall. Officials had not finalized lines for such a new map, but were confident it would be completed and approved this week. Internally, Democrats were weighing how aggressive to be with their rewrite, multiple sources said, with the Assembly wanting to be more cautious than the Senate. The Democratic conference in each House scheduled closed-door meetings with members to begin after 8 p.m. last night and work through the evening. The new map will be much it'll be watched very carefully around the political world because the flipping of a few seats could impact which party wins the US Congress this fall. Republicans have floated the threat of a lawsuit to block a democratic drawn map. In Albany, the vote to kill the map drawn by the bipartisan independent redistricting commission was to little surprise done quickly and largely along party lines. The Senate rejected the IRC map 40 to 17, the State Assembly 99 to 47. Further, the Senate planned to approve a bill that would limit geographically where a future Republican lawsuit against the map could be filed. And lawmakers said they are very likely to also reduce petition requirements to qualify for congressional primaries since the petition period was to begin today. A new nationwide survey by an education nonprofit found that 15 states, including New York, do not require high school students to take a personal finance class as a graduation requirement. In New York, personal finance concepts such as budgeting, debt, and credit are integrated into a mandatory high school economics class where students learn about capitalism and economic policies. Last November, the State Education Department's Blue Ribbon Commission on Graduation Measures recommended to the Board of Regents that financial literacy be a graduation requirement. Robert Brodsky reports on Newsday.com that opponents of making personal finance a mandatory course requirement say efforts would be better spent improving existing curricula. Adding another mandatory class, they say, could crowd out other learning objectives. Some Long Island high schools offer elective courses on financial planning, investing, and managing credit scores. It's probably the only topic that students are going to need for the rest of their lives and deal with on a daily basis, said Marsha Iverson, Associate Professor and Program Director of Business Education at Hofstra University. Senior citizens on much of Long Island who received New York's basic star exemption have until this coming Friday, March 1st, to apply for an enhanced program that could save them thousands of dollars more on their property taxes, per the State Department of Taxation and Finance. 
Chris Kahn reports on Newsday.com that New York's school tax relief, STAR program, helps homeowners pay for property taxes in the form of credits or exemptions. The benefit increases for residents who are 65 and older. In some localities, the enhanced credit or exemption can be double the basic benefit. Tax officials urge seniors to check with their local assessor's office for details on how to apply for STAR. Hampton Jitney, the deluxe bus and tour operator, which provides an express motor coach service between Manhattan and the East End, warned that it may be forced to hike ticket prices when New York City's imminent congestion pricing takes effect. Shannon Thaler reports in the New York Post that under the city's tolling proposal, the private bus company will pay double in tolls to carry passengers from Manhattan to the Hamptons and Long Island's North Fork, according to an email sent to riders on February 25th obtained by Bloomberg. We are asking for help from our ridership, Jeffrey Lynch, Hampton Jitney's president, wrote in the email, which encouraged Hampton Jitney customers to voice support for the firm to receive an exemption from the new toll. Under congestion pricing, Hampton Jitney buses entering Manhattan south of 60th Street will shell out a $24 fee during peak periods. Hampton Jitney branded buses traveling through the Queens Midtown Tunnel will receive a $6 tunnel credit during the peak hours in question between 5 a.m. and 9 p.m. on weekdays and from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on weekends. Still, the Queens Midtown Tunnel also charges a toll. The spike in toll costs for Hampton Jitney, which is entering its 50th year of service, could trickle down to passengers, according to Bloomberg. For reference, Jitney vehicles entered that Midtown Tunnel about 20,000 times in 2023, according to Jeffrey Lynch. As it stands, Hampton Jitney charges $40 for a one-way prepaid ticket from New York to the East End. Democrats seized control over drawing New York's congressional districts yesterday, rejecting a map proposed by the state's bipartisan redistricting commission in favor of drafting new lines that could make key swing seats more Democratic. On a day of high drama inside the state capitol in Albany, party leaders argued that the Senate and Assembly had no choice but to reject the commission map in lopsided votes because it improperly split counties, broke up naturally occurring communities, and favored incumbents. But the New York Times' Nicholas Fandels reports that in private conversations, Democrats made little effort to hide their true objective, with the battle for control of the U.S. House of Representatives likely to run through New York this fall, Democrats here and in Washington are determined to use their supermajority in the New York State Legislature to tilt the playing field against Republicans from Long Island to Syracuse. The exact contours of the replacement districts remain to be seen as of late last night. State lawmakers were expected to quickly release a draft of the replacement map in preparation for approval later this week, but discussions went late last night. LIRR Acting President Robert Free yesterday set forth several goals for the railroad in 2024, including shortening wait times for commuters changing trains at Jamaica and achieving a 75% customer satisfaction rating. 
other LIRR initiatives planned for this year are adding 175 security cameras throughout the system and sprucing up train stations. Some planned Long Island Railroad infrastructure upgrades, including the purchase of a new train fleet, may be delayed by ongoing lawsuits challenging congestion pricing. The LIRR maintained an 81% customer satisfaction rating throughout 2022, only 70% in 2023. East Hampton Village crews last Wednesday and Thursday cut down two of its largest and most visible elm trees as a precaution, as the century-old trees were in failing health and posed a potential hazard from falling branches. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that the trees were American elms, the species that now lines most of East Hampton's Main Street, but were not suffering from disease, just old age and the stresses of the environment in which they grew. They've been in decline for a couple years now. We were trying to keep them up as long as possible, but they were getting to the point of being hazardous if a large branch were to fall, said Michael Booker, the deputy superintendent of public works for East Hampton Village. They were just old. The two trees stood on either side of Main Street in East Hampton, one on the northwest corner of the intersection with Newtown Lane, the other on the southeast side of Main Street in front of the J. Crew building. Each was between 80 and 100 years old, according to Olivia Brooks, chairwoman of the Ladies' Village Improvement Society's Tree Committee, which has overseen the care and management of hundreds of soaring trees that line village streets for the last 125 years. Trees are like people. We get old. We get sick and we fall apart, she said. We could not keep them on life support any longer. Booker said the village crews will grind down the two huge stumps, but removing the massive roots of the trees will be impossible. The LVIS and village will meet with an arborist in the coming weeks to discuss the possibilities for replacing the trees or some other alternative. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.